All right, y'all. Welcome to the most must-see podcast that you will now get introduced to in 2020. It's called David Sports Academy, and it's going to be all about, as you know, hint, hint, in the name, sports. It's going to be all things sports. It's going to be basketball, football, hockey, baseball, wrestling, any major interesting sports that are going on. We will talk about them in this podcast. So today's first episode is going to be a um, kind of a big one for us Sixers fans. It's going to be talking about the Sixers head coaching search and their how ideally their 2020 offseason could go or should go. Because as you all know, if you're in... If you're a Sixers fan, you see trade rumors block blow up 24-7. We've seen trade rumors blow up from CJ McCollum to Philly to Damian Lillard to Philly to recently the, the stupid Ben Simmons for LaMelo Ball trade, which is terrible in my opinion. But we're going to talk about the new head coach, Doc Rivers, and how he could essentially help the Sixers out and how he could essentially hurt the Sixers. So, we're going to start with the um the coaching search and we're going to kind of compare all three of them to see kind of like who best fit us. So, automatically we're going to take out um the coaches that we wanted in the beginning because Jay Wright, I'm sorry to say it, but he's never coming to the NBA. He's a great head coach for Villanova and he's winning championships. Um, Billy Donovan was recently hired by Chicago Bulls. So that kind of takes him out of the equation. So that leaves us with three. That leaves us with Ty Lowe, Mike D'Antoni, and Essentially, Doc Rivers, who kind of got hired, got fired out of nowhere. But this this year for coaches seems to be like a shocker one, because I don't think anyone's seen Brooklyn hiring Steve Nash as their head coach, because there were rumors going around during the season that the Nets were offering a huge contract to Greg Popovich that he could not turn down, which would be great because the Nets look like they're going to be a shocking team next year, because. KD's going to come back dominant off of that injury. And then you got Kyrie maybe going to be healthy. But then there's also the rumors of the Nets trading for a third superstar. So maybe like a Paul George, Drew Holiday, maybe like a Bradley Beal, which is a long shot. Or they could essentially just fill up with role players because... I don't see how Kyrie's going to share the ball with anyone. He's a ball-dominant player, and KD's a ball-dominant player, so I don't know how that's going to work. But back to the Sixers. So the number one question was, do these coaches fit our current roster, and how could they change them in a good way which could help us in the long run? So here's the bad thing about our roster. The Sixers essentially screwed themselves when they decided to give the two biggest contracts of the season to 
two players who I don't think deserve that much money. And Al Horford, who's getting paid $108 million? Around $108 million, Which is a lengthy contract for a 34-year-old. But then the more questionable one was the five-year, $180 million contract to Tobias Harris, who is making the most money on the Sixers payroll right now and decided to just disappear during the playoffs along with Richardson and Horford. So the differences between all three coaches were the one with the most championship experience was the one that nobody wanted the most, and that was Tyron Lue. Tyron Lue essentially led the Cleveland Cavaliers to three straight NBA Finals, which is impressive, but considering you have LeBron on that team, I don't think you're not going to go to a Finals, and if you have LeBron on your team, he kind of like controls the team by himself because he's more like a, he's like a vocal locker room um, leader. You know, LeBron likes to shake up his rosters his own way. Sometimes. He might be fine with the roster he has, but more than likely, he'll probably try to shake it up as best as he can. But Ty Lue had the most superstar experience also, too. So he could essentially help either Simmons with his shooting, which... I don't know if any coach will be able to fix that, and that could be a problem because then that means Ben Simmons could be put in trade talks, which I do not want to happen. And then we have Mike D'Antoni, who is fascinated by small ball lineups, which is kind of a bad thing considering when you play teams like the Lakers, the Bucks, the uh, the Nuggets, teams like that, you're just going to have players going for alley-oops for days to the big men. Because them big men are just going to feed on you and destroy you in the paint. Hint, hint, what happened when the Rockets played the Lakers in the playoffs? AD was just feasting on them. Or when the Rockets played the Bucks, Giannis was just killing them. Because, I'm sorry to say this, but Robert Covington and P.J. Tucker are not going to be able to guard your big men. Great. But Mike D'Antoni also had a fascination with shooting, which the Sixers need a lot of. And I'm sorry to say it, they need a lot of shooting. And Doc Rivers essentially is a player who, I wouldn't say championship experience because his last championship, I believe, was with the Celtics in 2008. That was when he had, like, Tony Bradley and all the other players. And um, it kind of worries me about Doc Rivers because he's had a ton of great players on one roster during his time with the Clippers. You know, he had the Lob City era where he had um, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul, J.J. Redick, Jamal Crawford. And then he recently just had, you know, the team that, you know, was the favorites to win it all, believe it or not, with Kawhi, Paul George, 
Montrez Harrell, Vicky Zubak, um, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly. No, a bunch of all-star talent on that team. They were really talented. I honestly thought at one point they would win the championship just because of how deep that roster was. But Doc Rivers could also help the culture of our team. Because if you remember, Tobias Harris was great under Doc Rivers. And then they traded him to the Sixers. But with the Clippers essentially trading every player on their roster except for Kawhi Leonard that could open up to trades to the Sixers. Because if they see Doc Rivers is in Philly... Players like Lou Williams, um, and other players like that, or players like Chris Paul, who's been in trade rumors for the Sixers, but is overpaid as hell, could essentially get traded to the Sixers in exchange for other players just to, you know, go, yeah, I traded, I, I, um, worked under this coach's skill system. And it fit me the best, and I want to play for him on on this team, you know. And with everything else going on, you know, I want to play for him. He brought out the best in me, and he did bring out the best in Tobias. And I hope he does that. But I I think Doc Rivers was a great fit for the Sixers. Uh, But it's going to take some time because he did get, I believe it was a five-year deal with the Sixers. So we're going to see how that works out to see um, how he could help utilize this roster to its fullest potential. But then again, I was also one of those Sixers fans who, when I saw the rumor about Mike D'Antoni and James Harden being linked to coming to the Sixers, in my head, I just automatically went, holy hell, James Harden on the Sixers would be a freaking dub. I was just thinking, like, James Harden and Embiid would be dominating the NBA. But then I also thought about, like, wow, so if we get James Harden, who the hell are we going to trade for him? Because I'm not trading Ben Simmons or Embiid for him. And then I kind of sat there like, the Rockets are not going to take Tobias Harris's terrible contract. But then I also thought, oh, maybe if, you know, they're trading Westbrook because there have been rumors of the Rockets putting Westbrook in trade talks. And there have been rumors of Westbrook being linked to the New York Knicks. I don't know why, but, you know, the Knicks are always linked to a superstar every year. And we all know what they end up with, 12,000 power forwards on their roster. And don't know how to use any of them. But, um... I kind of sat there like... What could the Sixers do with... Um, James Harden? Because the Sixers have been linked to the Rockets this past year. Because there have been some trades where it's like... Al Horford gets shipped to the Rockets for Eric Gordon. To help get a shooting. And along with Daniel House and Ben McElmore... But then I was sitting here trying to think to myself, like, 
if I was in the front office right now, I would be calling the Rockets up and asking for the availability of James Harden and saying, I will give you as many picks as I want because, believe it or not, the Sixers are terrible at drafting. They, I wouldn't say worse than the Eagles, but they suck at drafting. But I would say, you know what? I'll give you as many picks as I want. We want James Harden, but I also want to sweeten the deal. I also want you to sweeten the deal and throw in Robert Covington along with it. Because I'm sorry to say this, but Robert Covington was a great shooter for the Sixers. I don't know why they traded him. But then again, they also got Butler. But that was more of a rental, sadly. Kudos to Jimmy Butler for his uh, great performance tonight. It was not in a Sixers jersey. FYI, though. But to get past that point, we are officially in the 2020 NBA offseason. Not yet. Not yet. We're, we're still in the finals run. I still got, I'm still calling it Lakers in five. But, um, yeah, next stop is, um, the NBA draft, which I believe is in November. Which, I believe this might be the worst draft yet, considering due to the pandemic, we didn't really get to see a lot of the players, you know, play, show them our potential. So I don't think anyone's going to take, you know, Anthony Edwards or Cole Anthony or um, James Wiseman. Players like that, I don't think, are going to be high on everyone's list. But then we're also going to see what blockbuster trades are going to happen during the offseason, which is kind of like the only reason I like the free agency. Even though the free agency is always exciting because there's always that one signing or that one trade where it's like, wow. Like, what the hell just happened? But, um, my, um, predictions for the Sixers offseason is they will not have a first round pick in the 2020 draft just because I believe they're going to package Al Horford and that pick to get sent to the Sacramento Kings for. Buddy Heald, which would be an amazing trade. He's young, he's a great shooter, and he makes a good amount of money. The salaries match up, so it's. But the first pick has to get thrown in there just to sweeten up the deal because, believe it or not, the um, Sacramento Kings asked about Al Horford in the free agency. Saying it now, the Kings are a terrible organization. So we kind of got to see how that works out. Because Buddy Heald has been in rumors lately because he's been, people have been posting jersey swaps of him in a Sixers jersey. And he liked the picture, and people commented, trust the process, and he said, you already know. And then there was recently, you know, this NBA posted Doc Rivers officially signed with the Sixers. And Buddy Hill was one of the players to like that post. But I think there might be a couple of other teams that could essentially give a better offer for Buddy Hill 
than the Sixers because Sixers kind of got them screwed into that cap situation, so we can't really sign anyone unless they want the mid-level exception. And the players we're probably going to lose in the offseason are Alec Burks, who's going to essentially probably seek to get around $7 million a year, $13 million a year. Glenn Robinson wasn't too happy with his role this year, so I see him maybe leaving, probably staying. Mike Scott's still here, but I see him possibly getting traded. Raul Neto possibly getting re-signed, probably as a backup, just to know, be a leader. Shake Milton's still here. Cork Mazum's thinking he's going to get re-signed. Um, Kyle Quinn maybe get re-signed just as a, you know, like a veteran leadership in the locker room. He can take Amir Johnson's spot of getting like two minutes a game and shooting 3,000 threes. And then Tobias, I'm going to say he's going to be on the roster. Just because him and Doc Rivers were really close and he could get really better under Doc Rivers. But the players that I'm iffy on right now are Al Horford. Well, Al Horford to me is definitely a a goner. He's definitely going to get traded for someone. I don't know who. It most likely could be Buddy Hill, but it depends on what the other teams are going to offer from. So far, I'm only seeing the Sixers, but... Who knows, by that time, you know, the Phoenix Suns could be having an offer. The Lakers could have an offer. The um, the Milwaukee Bucks could have an offer. Um, the Pacers could probably give up Oladipo for him or something along them lines. It all depends on what the offer is and if the Kings want it or not. Or A lot of factors that factor into this situation. Um... But yeah, um, the Sixers always seem to be put in trade rumors every year. And it seems to be a terrible way to say, yeah, the Sixers are rumored. Sixers, I I don't think I've ever seen a trade where they say, oh, this player wants out of this um, team. Um... Multiple teams interested. Sixers are like the first three. It's usually like the Sixers, the Knicks, and then like the Lakers or the Bucks or the Suns or the. But um, I don't know. The NBA is getting really. The landscape is changing, and a lot of teams are trying to build super teams. Which I don't really like, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You're always going to have them couple bottom five teams that are just terrible all the time. You know, like the Hornets, the Hawks, the uh, the, um, the Suns. But if I weren't in the Sixers shoes, I would give it. One full season with the new head coach to see how it would work out, putting in Ben and Embiid together. If not, 
I would say I want to give up Ben. But here's the thing with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can easily fit into any lineup because he can play all five positions. And B, on the other hand, if his health stays a problem, his stock won't be as high as we want it to be. And I also believe we can get a lot more for Ben Simmons than we can for Embiid. Um, there are a couple of players that I've always wanted to see in a Sixers jersey. You know, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, um, Devin Booker. Um, a lot of players I want to see back in Philly. Jeremy Grant, Drew Holiday, Lou Williams, Iguodala. A lot of players in that caliber. <laughs> Most likely Jimmy Butler. That yeah, was the worst decision in the front office. But I would say give it a year. See how Embiid and Simmons work out, depending on how far we go in the playoffs, because the Sixers are always a second-round exit, but this year we were a first-round sweep against the Celtics, who... We dominated in the season series all year long, but then come playoff time, we just kind of disappeared. Joel Embiid seemed to be the only player that actually cared to be on the court, which sometimes is the case. But here's the thing with the Sixers. Under Brett Brown's um, coaching, if Ben Simmons was out, Embiid would dominate. If Embiid was out, Ben Simmons would dominate. We kind of need him to dominate together. And not when one's not on the court. But then again, you also got to think they're both huge players. So the spacing is not always going to be perfect. And then you got Al Horford who's clogging up the paint. You got um, other players that just don't know what the hell to do. And just stand around and not do anything. But I want to say Horford's going to get traded. Definitely. Tobias Harris is a maybe but the one player I want to get off the books the most is Josh Richardson. I'm sorry to say it for all you Richardson fans, but he was a terrible pickup for his team. He couldn't stay healthy for his life. He he had maybe like three good games with us. Most likely, it was his revenge game against my Miami when they came to Philly. And we destroyed them. And then it was um, his other two games that he had. And then the rest was kind of just like hamstring injury, lower ankle sprain, wrist sprain or something. He was always injured, which wasn't good. He was supposed to be an upgrade over J.J. Redick, but turned out to be a huge downgrade. I honestly wish we could have just ran it back with the roster we had. But then again, we also would have no money for anything. But I'm sorry to say this, but I also think Matisse Thibel might be gone this offseason. Just because, just because, I'm sorry to say this. There's no such thing as an untouchable player on your team. At one point in everyone's career, you become a player that is a trade asset. And 
more than likely, if we want to get Al Horford's contracts off our books, we're going to have to give up Matisse Diable. More than likely. Because no one's going to take Zaire Smith, I'm sorry. We're going to have to either cut him or send him to another team for, like, cash. Just saying. The kid doesn't do anything. I I haven't seen him get minutes on NBA court. I think it was one time I seen him play. He was all right in the G League. I wouldn't say great, but he's another bust that I don't think the Sixers was right to pick up in a trade. But I also want Doc Rivers to eventually kind of mix and match between Embiid and Shake. I mean, not Embiid and Shake, Ben Simmons and Shake Milton to kind of, you know, get them used to playing the point guard position while one's off the court, one comes on. Or you could even do it to where Ben Simmons changes to a power forward while Shake Milton comes in and plays the point guard position. Anything along the lines that can get them to coexist together to get them more... Um, what do you call it? More used to each other on the court. But on this note, we're going to end the first episode on a high note. And if you haven't tuned into this already, check it out. Brand new podcast, all sports related, nothing else. And check it out. Share a link with your friends. Tell them to check out this podcast. Brand spanking new. And it's coming up in 2020. Have a great night. See you on the next episode.